presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, a sports gambling podcast by betters for betters, connecting you with the brightest, sharpest, and most electric personalities in all the sports gambling industry. So as always, pull up a chair, open up your mind, and get ready to receive knowledge you won't find anywhere else. We can't thank you enough for joining us, and we hope you enjoy. This is Wise Words. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and beautiful gambling people joining us for Season 3, Episode 4 of the Wise Words Podcast. I am your humbled, honored, hyped, and always handicapping host, Colton Cap'n Colt Sroka, and I can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by and get some of the best insights and knowledge on the market from some of the brightest, sharpest, and most electric personalities in all of the sports gambling personality, or in all of the sports gambling industry and beyond. Sorry, I'm human sometimes. I forget what I need to say, but that's all right. We got one heck of a show on tap here today, my friends. It's actually another V2, if you haven't uh, read the title yet. A good friend of the TTL Sports Media family joining us from the Great White North. Uh, We'll talk about all that in just a minute, but... Be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, whatever platform you are currently watching the uh, Talking the Line pod on or listening, uh, if you do like listening to the audio version, uh, so you never miss the drop of another episode again. But for now, my friends, it's time to bring in the man joining us for the fourth episode of season three, and he's officially making his second pit stop by wise words. The last time he uh, stopped by, it was an absolute nuclear power plant, so I suggest you strap in for more of the same this time around. But before we get into that, my friends, this fella is one of the sharpest cappers on the market this time of the year, and if you don't want to take my word for it, believe a couple of cold hard facts. He is the current Number one, Wager Talk, NHL handicapper on 5% bankroll plays in the last 365 days. That's a year for those of you who aren't good at math. He's also the number one Wager Talk NHL handicapper on overall plays with a plus 110% bankroll increase over this entire season. And he's the number one Wager Talk profit earner across all sports in 2022. Again, Joining us from the Great White North, ladies and gentlemen, it is my honor and pleasure to welcome in NHL, UFC, CFL, NFL, and MLB sports betting experts at Wager Talk, co-host of Puck Time, presented by Wager Talk, co-founder, on-air host, content creator at Mayflower Sports, your one-stop shop for all things sports media coming out of Halifax, Canada, and let me not forget. Lover of Tim Hortons, drinker of two fours, wearer of tooks, and the Canuck himself, Mr. Andrew McInnes. Welcome in, buddy. Unmute yourself. Hey, you are you are a legend with the intros. I appreciate the words, man. It is great to be here. Uh, I'm happy to be here. It's great to meet you in Vegas. I wish we got to spend more time together, but uh, plenty of time for that. We're both very young. 
Uh, no Tim Hortons today. I just got the uh, the whole the homemade tea with me today, but uh, it's great to be here, man. Hey, it's great to have you back, Andrew. Uh, you know, it's my duty to uh, bring the hype, bring the noise, bring the volume, get you ready to rock and roll. I uh, know you're getting a little bit over some of that uh, Rona there, my man. So, uh, hey, best best to you. Uh, T's and P's coming your way. We hope you have a uh, speedy recovery. We won't keep you too long, but we need some insights and knowledge from you today, my friend. So. Before we get into all of that, um, give us an update, man. You mentioned Vegas. Have you fully recovered? What's going on? How's everything happening? What's going on at Wager Talk? What's new in the world, Andrew McInnes? Uh, you know, it's going great. Um, Vegas was a lot of fun. You know, it was great because it was an opportunity for me to meet viewers, but also just meet my coworkers. I know it sounds so weird, but, you know, everybody that you know that has uh, quote for quote regular jobs, you know, you get to see your coworkers every day, whether it's in a Zoom chat or whether it's in person at the office. Um, you know, I've been with the company, whether it's been Wager Talk or Sports Memo for several years now. And there was only a handful of people I've actually met, including our CEO, Rick Alex. So it was so nice to meet people um, that I'm working alongside, working for and uh, and, and that stuff. And um, it was great. You know, it was an interesting time to be out there, obviously during March Madness, uh, definitely a bucket list experience, but um, it was busy, man. It was busy. You know, it, it, obviously a lot of fun, but uh, one of those good to be home moments. But um, I also, I, I don't know about you. I know that you're on the central time zone, if that's correct, but mm. I'm in the far east, even more east of Toronto. So um, I wasn't used to the, the time zone for watching. Everybody was debating. Do you like this time? Do you like that? I don't know, man. I'm I'm a night owl. Like I I I'm not for games starting at four o'clock in the afternoon. Like for me, games start at eight o'clock every day. I'll take that the way it is. But uh, yeah, things are good, man. Puck time every day. We actually just launched a website, shoppucktime.com. We got hoodies, we got t-shirts, we got pucks, just like it's there. I lo- awesome, love to see it. So uh, things are going well, man. I love to hear it, my brother. It was uh, it was a pleasure. It was an honor to meet you face to face, my man. We uh, we definitely connected right off the bat. I know we talked pre-show. It's like we're boys and we've known each other all, all growing up all the way uh, since we were in like middle school or something. So it was awesome to meet you, dude. Awesome to bounce some thoughts off of you and definitely get that uh, that young blood flowing in the sports gambling space, baby. So hey, let's uh, let's dive right on into it. Um, talk a little bit of NHL. Now we got what a uh, little bit right about a month left to play here uh give or take are there any teams or what teams rather should we kind of be keeping an eye on from a betting perspective as we're uh winding things down yeah as we're winding down you know there's going to be uh it, it, this is just like the nba a little bit uh colton but it's hard to really compare anything to the nba because it's so nba is just so ridiculous in knowing which players are going to show up so one thing with the nhl around in april April is kind of a, a pre-playoffs for many teams. Um, those teams that are on the outside looking in, you know, they're in that wild card hunt. Um, so for a lot of people that don't realize that the format changed a couple years ago, and now it's the wild card scenario. So it's a couple top teams from each division. Then you got the, the wild card and the wild, uh, <clears throat> the next couple teams in the wild card, which makes it interesting because, first of all, who you play in the playoffs is way different than what it used to be. Um, your first round matchup sometimes could be even harder than your second round matchup, just based on divisional stuff. But you're also in this time of year going to see the people that are playing spoiler. I'm talking teams like I'll say, you know, the Anaheim Ducks may be at the end of this season a little bit more. 
Um, the Ottawa Senators in the Eastern Conference. My Montreal Canadiens, as we saw them beat Tampa Bay on the weekend. Les habitants. <laughs> like, I mean, give me something to celebrate at least, right? Uh, so there's, there's going to be that type of stuff. But there's going to be teams that are going to stick it out and fight for their own positions, fight for their spots. Right now, the Vegas Golden Knights are a bet-on team. Uh, they were first place in the division for the entire season. And they've dealt with injuries, injuries, injuries at every position. And when I say every position, I mean left wing, right wing, forward, defense, goaltending. You know, I'm surprised their GM wasn't injured for a couple <laughs> games. I mean, it, it's just one of those things for them. And they actually are just, they slid out of a playoff spot at one point. They've had to now win, I believe, three straight games. Um, and what's crazy, Colton, to me, is the way they're being priced now is that they, the oddsmakers have really, really reacted to their injuries big time. I mean, they're they're treating them like a whole different team. And I know they're without a couple key guys, but they're still a great team. And, you know, I look towards them as being a buy-on team. Um, you know, I look towards teams like Tampa Bay as kind of a sell team uh, for right now because, you know, as we've seen from them in the past, they're back-to-back cup champions. The, the years that they won the cup, weren't the years they ended the season off on great notes. It's kind of like with March Madness, get yourself into the dance. I mean, do you care if you're one or two? Get to the dance and exactly see what you can do once you're there, you know? And uh, that's kind of what I'm looking at here. But um, several teams impressing me, uh, currently holding future tickets on uh, Carolina to win the Cup, 14-1. to I've got the Pittsburgh Penguins to win the East, 8-1. to Um that's one I'd want to circle right now for all your viewers. I'd tell them, I mean, Pittsburgh Penguins um, to win the East, you're still going to get pretty good odds on that. Um, they're battling it out in that metropolitan division. And I just like that. I like teams that have vets, but also have a good mix of youth as well. Colton. Cause I just find that some teams that are, you know, like the, like the Leafs, I love to make fun of them this year. I feel like they're a lot more ready than years past, but they've had just, if your best players are always just your youngest players, it might not be a recipe for success, you know, but the Pittsburgh Penguins have always had the older players plus younger players, which make them a pretty great team. I like that a lot, my man. I, uh, I'd kind of been eyeing what, uh, what am I going to do future wise here? I know I want a little something, something, and I'm glad you uh, took it down that track. Cause that was definitely going to be something that I uh, wanted to touch on. So I'm glad you mentioned a couple of teams there. Now, um, are there any other markets outside of um, the the spreads, the totals, the puck lines, stuff like that, um, that you've kind of been targeting? You've been finding some good value here as we wind down the season. I mean, last time you stopped, you uh, you talked about those team totals, especially uh, like on a road trip or some underdog mm. team totals. Help me cash a lot of tickets, really revamp my NHL handicapping style. Thank you, good sir. You're the man. You're the myth. You're the legend for Very that fun. shit. But uh, it also, yeah, it's a blast. So I don't know. Are you are you seeing anything, or, or what type of value are you seeing in some of the different markets out there? Uh, I mean, I guess I'd say one one really that that I didn't used to do too much was the first period puck line, and, and sometimes it kind of. Uh, I mean, for obvious reasons, you're getting better odds because it's a smaller time frame. But I find that the math doesn't really make sense on the difference you're going to get from these minus four hundreds full game. And, and then these nice, sometimes plus prices you're getting on the first period puck line. Uh, to me, if I'm betting a full game puck line, chances are I think the team is going to have a much better game. Uh, so chances are I also think they're going to do well in that first period. And 
you know, tonight here talking uh, on, a, on a on a Monday, you know, you can get St. Louis versus Arizona. You can get a plus price on them in the first period to win the first period uh, or, or close to even money. When, when depending on where you shop, they're around the minus 400 ballpark. So I've been looking at that. Um, of course, you can also look at the other way, Colton, with the plus a half goal. That one's always fun because you literally just need it to be a tie at worst uh, and, and you win your wager. But but yeah, that's that's one I've been looking at, you know, is looking at uh, the first period puck line, even those uh, first period, both teams to score, which Ooh. might sound a little bit a little bit too much. But if you like uh, if you like totals and you're not getting a good for over one and a half, uh, if you're not if you, if you like first period betting. You're not getting a good number you like with that first period over one and a half. Let's say it's like minus 160 or whatever. You could take that both teams to score and all of a sudden that's a plus price. So those are kind of like two tidbits I've looked at for trying to find better prices because even sometimes the team totals isn't going to get you there, mm-hmm. you know. But I'll tell you one thing. I have used to be much of a team total uh, over guy. And who doesn't love betting overs, right? But lately I have gotten a little, little better with betting those team total under, especially for the team that's uh, I talked last time I was on with you about betting dogs overs, mm. but you know, sometimes if you, if you find a team that you don't, that you don't think is going to be very strong again, it's always about finding those better numbers. Uh, you won't catch me laying a minus 400. If you can give me this team under two and a half goals, minus minus one twenty five. you know, chances are if, if that team is the other team playing them as minus 400, probably a real reason why, but, just a few things I'm looking for because this time of year you hate seeing people, especially the parlay players. Man, the parlay players are getting burnt every night by that one minus three hundred that's just sneaking up on them. Yeah, my my favorite uh, as of late. I will find incredible value on an underdog. I'll see the line move in their favor. They'll, they'll open up what plus one forty, drop down plus one twenty, plus one fifteen by puck drop. I'm thinking I'm in the skins. This is absolutely beautiful. I got nothing to worry about. Then we get to the third period and uh, they're up three to one. Somehow the opponent ties it up three to three, and then we go to overtime and the opponent wins it four to three. I'm like, why didn't I just take the plus one and a half? Is it yeah. minus one fifty? I could have paid a couple of quarters and we've been just fine. <laughs> so I'm learning much like you to to okay and maybe pay a little bit more to be a little bit yeah. safer so i like that and then those uh that first period puck line that plus a half i like that a lot because i play uh first place my mind went was the mlb in first fives i play first fives plus a halves all the time especially with like a a bad team like the mariners when you have like a chris flexen on the mound mm. oh give me all of that i'm i'm all about that can you can you tell i'm excited for thursday yes i, sir. Can't, wait. Yeah, I can't wait maybe if we got a little time we'll talk about that too but I'm, I'm gonna need someone to just hold all my accounts not let me spray the board don't let me get too crazy <laughs> so true dude so true dude i i don't know it's almost like if you got a bankroll and yeah i don't know maybe even like 0.5% on just, hey, make a play on every single one. Just have some fun. Like on opening day, I don't ever really recommend it, but I I get heavily involved on opening days. Opening days, I just have some fun, even if it's a little sprinkle here, a little sprinkle oh, there. And, and then I get locked in and start, uh, hey, money yeah. management, stick to your units, yada, yada, yada. But sure. everything NHL for me, my man, anything else popped to your head uh, while we were kind of talking there? Any other rabbit holes you got before I move it on along? Well, I just want I just wanted to say one thing is just about uh you know, I think more than a lot of people call I'm a big proponent of kind of what what has your competition been lately? You know, mm-hmm. like uh, if teams have 
like if a team that's really good has steamrolled like four bad teams in a row, especially in hockey, and their next game is against like a really good team, I don't trust them because mm. they're not their confidence is too high, you know. And it's it might sound so simple, but it's the same thing of like like tonight talking on a Monday. We've got the Leafs and the Habs, or excuse me, the Leafs and the Lightning playing each other. The Lightning just lost in a shootout to to the Habs. Some people might not think that the Lightning give two blanks, but I think they do. Nobody two wants shits, to lose fine. to the Habs. <laughs> they don't give two shits. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, nobody. Well, I wasn't gonna say shits, but, but <laughs> two fucks. Yeah. You're fine too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like no, like seriously, and, and like that's the thing. Like I really, I think they do give two shits. Because I don't think sure. anybody wants to lose to a bottom feeder team, you know. So, right. um, like that's kind of why I wouldn't bet tonight's Leafs and, and Bolts game. Honestly, is because a lot of people like the Leafs because they think they're going to care more. But I think they think the Bolts are going to be like, "Fuck that! We just lost to the Habs and we're playing at home. Like, we're yeah. not going to lose again." You know, that's kind of the way I see it. That's kind of the way I was seeing it too, and I really wanted to get involved, but I decided to stay out of it. I was kind of leaning the Leafs, and uh, take time of recording Monday. We'll see how we'll see who was who would have been right on the end. Yeah. But uh, hey, man, yeah. uh, when this drops on Wednesday, but yeah, man, that's that's why because I just saw too many conflicting opinions like that of experts that I respect in the industry. So if I'm only consider myself like a one star hockey handicapper, how can I go against guys that are five stars? So. That's all I got to say about that. Mama said <laughs> Man, my like new level soccer. of handicapping is literally just eliminating games before I actually yeah. find the ones I like. Yep. You and me both, good friend. Yeah. I, I do that every single time. Just straight down the board and just start swiping them off. Nope, nope, yeah. I'm not. Nope, there's too many questions in my head. Nope. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, okay yeah. hey, we can dive in here. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah man, we're on the same page for sure. All right, that does it for NHL. Now, McKinnis, you're my UFC man. I don't get to absolutely just fanboy out with hardly anybody in this space when it comes to the UFC. So I have been looking forward to this reunion and having an absolutely electric card on tap. And wouldn't you know, I planned it out for UFC (laughs) 273, baby. It's not going to be the rematch, but we still have Volkanovski versus TKZ. Going to be absolutely electric. Holloway out, so no rematch there. And then we got Piotr Jan against Aljo, Aljamain Sterling in the co-main. Now, uh, just wanted to pop up here um if it gets a little glitchy i will take it down i was noticing before the show here it was a little glitchy so we'll see how it goes um but uh what i wanted to do man is uh just look at some of these fights here see if they had any value and uh see if we uh got anything for the people right off the jump if anything comes to the mind uh anything at all we'll just run through the card and see where it goes so first things first my friends let's add this to the screen here with us all right brother man Now, I usually like to get started uh, right from the jump, um, but I really can't tell you uh, any value between Julio Arce and Daniel Santos. I don't know about you. I'm not going to try and give you some some BS analysis behind that. I don't know if you got anything. (laughs) No, honestly, I only really have stuff on the main for for this one. For sure. There was a couple. Uh, there was a couple people here that I yeah, liked. Yeah, def- definitely not on that first one. For, me. <laughs> for sure, me either. Uh, one that I really like here is uh, Kay Hansen. Uh, I like her in this uh, matchup between Pereira uh, Rodriguez. Um, she is a solid, solid, solid woman straw weight. Uh, I think she should have uh, some solid value. Obviously, the odds are not yet. The time when we're looking at this on Monday um, for that fight, but I do think Kay Hansen is going to have some solid value. Any thoughts on that one from you? I think I'm right there with you, but uh, I didn't really have a play when I looked at it right away. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. I mean, this isn't really a 
this isn't a stereotype. I think this is just facts for, you know, 90% of whatever it is, uh, female fights. I, I take the fighter and I throw in to, uh, to win via decision. I think most people should be doing that. There's obviously, there's countless female fights that, you know, I, I've won some that are submissions and all that different stuff. But the majority that you're going to win in, in that division is going to be, you know, with the judges scorecard. So I would recommend if you're going to, if you're going to play on her, I'd say it could be a good one to just say, hey, also bet the, you know, go the distance as well. Show enough. I like that a lot. I'm a big fan of, uh, especially, well, she's retired now, um, but uh, Roxanne Mataferi, she was a classic go to the cards every single time. She might not <laughs> win it, but she's going to the doggone cards. So I love that uh, analysis. Um, no real thoughts for me on the Hernandez and uh, Freeman fight. Um, the Vandera and Olenek fight, eh, nothing crazy there. Uh, and then the Pinchel and Madsen. So really nothing crazy out of the, the uh, early prelims. Uh, we can take a look at the uh, regular prelims. There are a few good fights on here, actually. Um, Ian Gary, they're saying this guy is going to be the next Conor McGregor going up against Darian Weeks. Uh, obviously, you can see that minus 365. The books are kind of honoring that. Uh, you got any thoughts uh, on that uh, one that's the uh, feature prelim? Uh I was gonna say just the one that you just looked at back there. I was looking at my notes. I had Ooh. one on the the Madison and Pitch uh, Pitchell one. I Ooh. literally was looking at it. Well, Pitchell's seven and one last eight inside the octagon, but I, I think Madison's kind of underrated, man. Like I, I literally think that I think that that might be the look here, and that might be a good underdog that I like. Um, and just the method of victory, I think it's a smart fighter, and I think that the odds aren't what they should be. I mean, you mm. look at the stats and. I guess in the UFC, you can always find these inflated numbers and, and, and streaks. I'm not taking any credit away, um, but I just wanted to mention this was a dog early in the fight that I did like here with Madsen. Are you with me? I, I'm spot on. I am right there with you. No question about it. Uh, Vince Pichel, I think he's a little overvalued here. I honestly would put him in the underdog spot to tell you the truth. Madsen's coming up. Madsen's trying to make a little bit of a name for himself, and I'm not saying Pichel's on the way out by any means, but... I like where your head's at. I, I think he's a little bit overvalued in that spot for sure. Um, and then also, yeah, we didn't really talk about it, but uh, Vandera taking over for Ilir Latifi. This fight was supposed to happen two weeks ago with Olenek and uh, Vandera steps in. So we'll see what the heck happens with that fight too. That yeah. should be pretty interesting. So Ian Gary, he's, what do you think about his hype? Dude, like I think it's the real deal. Holyfield, his last fight, um, I can't remember who he got in his last fight. I was obviously a no-name, but man, I think the hype train's real. I mean, he he seems doggone legit. He he seems crisp. He seems good. Darren Weeks is going to be a big test, though. Mm. I, what I liked about Ian Gary, I'll say, is that I know this sounds cliche, but like he his he's smart. He's mm. precise. Like he's not somebody like pretty pretty. To be honest with you, he's kind of like the opposite of what we saw from Patty the Batty. Like realistically, Patty the Batty is throwing hands left and right. He needs to get knocked around a few times to wake up. He's a performer. Mm. Look, Ian Gary liked to talk a little bit of smack at the end of his. He, he tried to shout out Conor McGregor and that kind of stuff. But Gary seems to be a lot more, I guess I could say, rounded than yeah. what McGregor and what these some of these guys that are, I mean, I shouldn't even put him in the same conversation <laughs> as McGregor right now. But, you know, that's what I liked about him. You know, he didn't mm. really seem like he was some guy that's going to be flashy, but he his his flashiness is getting the job done, really. Most definitely. Most definitely. I agree with you on that. I'm really excited to see how he looks. And 
I mean, I think he runs through Darian Weeks. Obviously, the books think the same. Um, if it gets like up to the minus 450, minus 500, I get a little worried because that's kind of like a, a setup by the books kind of telling you to like hop in on this favorite. Like, hey, come on, the water's fine. Add him to a parlay and then he's going to lose outright. But if it stays right around here, even if it touches 400, I'm okay with that. Um, I think there's really solid odds and I, I think he handles it no problem. Um, that next one up, let me let me just kind of scroll down and see if there's any other ones that, that bear mentioning. Um, Mickey Gall obviously fighting Mike Malott. That that should be a decent uh, scrap, actually. Um, Aspen Ladd and Raquel Pennington, that'll be kind of a classic scrap. We'll see if uh, Aspen Ladd can come uh, come back and, and make some waves again in the Bantamweight division. And then the one that obviously we got to talk about just a little bit here, because uh, if we got some time, I want to just briefly touch on the heavyweight division with you, because I, I figure you could give some good thoughts. Mm. Rosenstroik against Ty Burra, my man. Uh, Rosenstroik is currently let's see number seven uh yeah he's number seven and ty Burrow is number 10 uh or number eight number eight and ten i apologize so i uh, couldn't see it on the screen i wrote it down over here but i think ty Burrow is the real deal holyfield and i think this is the dog that i'm looking at in this situation i know biggie boy needs a big rebound i'm a big fan of biggie boy no question about it but I think Ty Burrow is making some waves right now, and I would not be surprised to see him come away with a nice KO victory. Well, I was just going to say, man, I think this fight goes under one and a half rounds, and I think mm. we get to see a knockout early. Uh, I think both these, te- these, these teams, these fighters aren't going to waste time, man. I really yeah, do, yeah. and I think that there's not really much conservativeness when it comes to either of these fighters. I'll tell you what, the Rosenstrike is fun to watch. Nobody <laughs> can take that away. He's going to throw hands. He looks angry when he's in the octagon. <laughs> And, you know, I, I think you talk about this matchup, this price, is this price where it should be? I think I'm with you. You know, mm. I think I'm with you. I think, but I don't want to bet against them. Right. <laughs> like, I know. I, I know. know. I, I like the under one and a half here. I, I'm a big totals guy in the UFC, man. That's, okay. that's where I've had a lot of my success. And sure. uh, I probably have lost some years off my life betting totals in, in, in the, you know, UFC. But yeah, I man. think the under is the play here. I mean, could you see one of these guys surviving? Point blank. I couldn't see. It. Uh, I couldn't see it. No, I was gonna say point blank period. I see this going under the one and a half. I, I, you know, I really got to start dipping my toe into that a little bit more because there's a lot of value in that pop market if you can really find these, these fights like this. Now I don't know if you're gonna have to pay three quarters to get involved with it because I think, the, yeah. I think the books are gonna think the same. But uh, you'll, I, I think it might be around maybe minus one seventy. If if you can get it under minus two hundred, I think that would be a great opportunity to snap it up for sure. So if you're listening to this Wednesday drop. You got a couple of days before this card goes live. Lock that in under one and a half. I like my that last lot. big under I had Colton was the Tai Tuvasa fight. I'm telling you, man. Like, and it was it was like the start of the second round, and like I I, I you know I had I had like a minute to spare or whatever. But like mm-hmm. those under one and a halfs though, like they can be tough. Once <laughs> I get through that first round, you're like, damn, like there's not much time left for this to hit, and you're just hoping that someone like. You want them to just come out and throw hands. Right. Uh, but I don't know what's more stressful, waiting for a knockout or waiting for someone not to get knocked out. But total betting is can be, can be pretty profitable. <laughs> Definitely, man. Especially when they're the big boys too and you know they're out of cardio and it's like, really, how hard are they going to push in the first two and a half minutes in this round? Like, yeah. holy smokes. Yeah, dude. Heart beating. I love it. I love it. All right. Final five on tap, my friend. These are the big ones. These are the one everybody's talking about. Or actually, yeah, final four. Sorry. Uh, Mackenzie Dern against Tisha Torres. I'm a big fan of Mackenzie Dern. If you look 
look in my Twitter bio uh, at Colt TTL Sports. You can see it down there. Hashtag DBAB means don't bet against Brazilians. It is something that I have coined and that you simply do not do on <laughs> uh, on any UFC card, point blank period. Uh, Mackenzie Durden is going to be one of those. Uh, I, that's going to be an official hashtag DBAB uh, play for me at that minus 125. She's looking to solidify her position. So if you ever see that, you see me hashtag DBAB with a little Brazilian flag. That's what that means. Now you're in on it. All the TTL faithful are in on it. We're trying to make it stick for sure because I got a lot of uh, I got a lot of Brazilian uh, not family. I consider them family members, but uh, when I used to fight as well, I used to train with a lot of Brazilians, and and a lot of them hold a special place in my heart. So I had to make a hashtag for them when I when I'm betting on them. So speaking of that, the very next fight, Gilbert Burns is a Brazilian. Now I am allowed one fade a card. That is the stipulation. There's no way I'm fading Kamzad uh, in this spot. No way in hell. It is smesh week. You know the deal. You know what's going down. I can't wait. I just don't find any interest in paying five bills to get involved on the money line. And it's probably going to be right around minus 120, minus 140, I would say, um, for uh, for him to win via KOTK or somewhere along that line. But then he could win via submission. So let me get off the mic. What are you thinking for Burns and Chimaev? That's ins- Man, he's outstrike opponents 112 to one insane Four, insane. Five, i mean it's unbelievable what he's done one significant strike he's absorbed over his yeah. entire ufc career insane I know. it's crazy like I, you know i i this is one to be honest with you i'm, I'm looking to enjoy as, as as a fan and sit back but mm. i i can't see this getting any anywhere even close to the championship rounds you know Ooh. And, and this is one of those things where, again, you look at the method of victory markets, you look at Hamzat to win inside the distance, Hamzat to win via TKO. I mean, he's not going to win uh, by points. So nobody should be laying minus four, 490. And that's just the old school betters. The old school betters that aren't aware of all this stuff. You were in Vegas. You saw it, man. There's more stuff in, in the East right now than there are in in vegas vegas has fallen behind when it comes down yeah. to that stuff all yeah. the old time betters are still going to bet hamza this weekend minus 490 when i can tell you he's not going to win but he's not going to let the judges do it he's going right. to do his thing you know but um the aljamain sterling fight to me is interesting i, I think peter Jan is going to win uh by points i think he's gonna his his durability is unbelievable his ability to protect himself is great and his striking just improves every single time he gets in the octagon. Um, you know what's funny though <laughs> is that the last time these two teams, these two teams, I keep saying that these two guys fought. fought guess who I had as a big pick in this one? Five percent on Aljamain Sterling. Aldo, God, watch it be the opposite side this <laughs> oh time. Oh my God, oh. dude, dude, it was awesome. I literally yeah. was like, I, I'm just like, not gonna lie, guys, this isn't the way I thought I'd win, but. We just want to pick off a disqualification. Hey, hey but there I'm, you go. But I'm not going to fall for the same mistake twice because that was the luckiest win I'll have in my life. Uh, but I think Peter Jan, uh, by the points, this is going to be one of those fights where he, he, I don't think he's going to knock him out. I think Aljamain's only method, only way he can win is by a sneaky submission. But when I look at how durable Peter Jan is, he's not going to put himself in any bad situations for that to happen. Um, but I don't see. Peter like knocking him out. I, I don't see any of it. Like his strikes are really strong, but they're going to wear him down. And I, I think that to be honest, I don't always buy into this stuff when it comes to fighting Colton, but in this one, I do. This is kind of personal, man. Ooh. It was mm-hmm. obviously, I mean, 
And Aljamain, man, have you seen the stuff he's saying in the media? It's hilarious the stuff he's saying. But stirring the pot. I mean, I, I don't even think that belt should be around his no. his back right now. But no, no. I made money on it, so <laughs> it's hard for me to feel bad about it. <laughs> I love it, man. No, yeah. I, two things. Um, you look at the last fight, um, and even just going back over the course of. Aljo's uh, a career people are forgetting how much of a badass he is yeah he did get the DQ the three points of contact needed to the, to the teeth hey I cast the tick on, ticket on it too it's all right don't worry about it there ain't no shame in the game that's a, that's a ticket that got to the cage Mr. McKinnis I don't think we got to be ashamed of that whatsoever yeah. even if he did DQ now am I a fan of the antics and the flaunting and the bullshit he's got going on right now in the media hell no and I think he's about to get smacked in the mouth because of it by old Piotr <laughs> and that's what people are forgetting I think people are thinking Thinking this is going to be a straight stand and bang, wanger, banger, 5,000. And I don't know. If you go back and watch that, because I'm a big fan of going back and watching tape. I love watching tape. It's something that has really, really, really improved my UFC bag. Because, fuck, you have an ESPN Plus account. You can go back and watch every single main card that there ever has been. So it's really simple to watch tape compared to, like, trying to watch an NFL team or an MLB team, whatever the case. It's so easy to do. And, man, going back and watching that fight, Piotr's wrestling and his throws were actually very, very, very quality. And if it gets a little testy for him at all on the feet, which I don't think it will, I think he's going to piece him up for five rounds to keep him on the outside. Mm. I think he puts him on the mat again, and he just controls him. And you're right. Uh, the only way Aljo could win is if he does find uh, a, a limb of Jan getting slipped, getting caught somewhere. But I really think Piotr is going to just be smart on the ground and not put himself in that situation. So, And I don't I like think he, he really out. cares about knocking him out. No. Really don't. You can punish him for I, five rounds. I think he wants to punish him. I truly think that's kind of his game plan coming into this one for sure. Um, and then last but not least, dude, the big one. The big man, minus Can't 760. Volk, baby. I'm a huge fan of TKZ as well. I've been watching TKZ since, Jimmy, 2010, 2011. I, I mean, I've been the biggest fan of the UFC forever. Um, we saw Volk almost lose the belt against Ortega, one of the tightest mounted guillotines mm. I have ever seen in all my life to somebody <laughs> did not tap. I mean, Volk was squirming like a fish. His legs were flipping, flopping. He said he was making noises he had never heard himself make before. I can't believe he still got the strap. If he made it through that, I think he, he can make it through TKZ. TKZ was just kind of that next man up, right? He, he's kind of scuffled in his last few fights, and he was that next man up. But overall, Andrew, what do you think about this one, my man? Yeah, I, I think that uh, I, I, I think that he's durable enough to, to kind of stick around. Uh, I, I, don't, I, I don't think Volk's going to kind of finish him early. Uh, we, we've seen uh, what a Korean zombie can do, but when I look at it, I just don't think through this many rounds he's going to be able to, to – he's not durable enough to, to withstand the pressure. And I don't think he'll be able to give it back to him either. I mean, you, you talk about he's the next man up, but, I mean, we saw what Ortega did to him, and could you think he's going to do that to Volk? No. I mean, his head was turning, like, colors that I've never even heard of before. I mean <laughs> – he literally like, looked like his head was going to pop off, you know? So, yeah, man. I don't know. Like, I, I think that this one could see the championship rounds, but I just, I worry about Korean Zombie if he can actually, if he can last that long. Um, if, I'm, if I'm playing this, I'm looking at the over, you know? I told you I'm a totals guy. I think that Volk will play it smart. Um, I think we see the Korean Zombie kind of last, but I, I don't think it's going to be enough to to win him the fight just to kind of hang on and you kind of hate to say that when i'm handicapping these fights and i look at you know i look at film just like you do but i also just love the sport 
And I, I think back to not just the previous fight for a fighter, but for the past several. And in this one, I, I think it's one guy, obviously the champion, that wants to come in and fight smart. And it's another guy that I think that, I think fighting smart for the Korean zombie honestly kind of hurts him. And I know that sounds ridiculous, so give me a second to explain that. I feel like he's a little bit conservative sometimes. And when you're in a fight, if you're not hitting, you're getting hit. And I, I feel like with him, he takes too much damage. Um, he can take it, but by the time he takes all that damage, it's a little bit too late for him to come back in the fight, you know? So hmm. I think the over is the way to go here. Um, I, I'm not touching any any side in this one just because of all the prices. I, no matter what you do with the fight, I think it's just so chalky. Um, but I think that I think we could see the fight go over. I like where your head's at with that, man. I uh, I just don't think TKZ is is any type of shape to be able to do anything to Volk. And and you just look back over the course of his last few fights. He just, you're right. I mean, he has built a name based off of his nickname the korean zombie like yeah. that's what he does he takes fucking shots and just keeps walking you down and hey maybe he might catch you with one of them spinning elbows to the chin and he puts out and he gets another highlight i mean that that could always happen but it's kind of well now that i say it it's been in spots where he's like a plus 500 underdog so who know. knows what the hell's I gonna know. happen man now that that just came to my mind i don't know I don't think I'm going to pick a side. I like what you how you close that there. I think anything you look at here is going to be way too chalky to get involved. And, I mean, if you're doing anything, you're getting involved with the dog. But I just can't firmly tell you that that's the right thing to do. So I would say enjoy this as a fan. Keep your bankroll out of it. But, uh, yeah, also that over. Also that over definitely I like the way has, you said uh, that. Keep look. your bankroll yeah. out of it. I'm going to steal yeah. that from you. I hey, like that's that. Fine. Hey, hey, that's I write that every time on my UFC blog, man. I'm like, hey, uh, 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 against my own good, I'm going to keep my, my bankroll out of this one. Enjoy this as a pure fight fan. Yeah. So sometimes you just got to do it. Sometimes you got to bite the bullets. Like, All right, I'm going to keep it out yeah. of it. I'm just going to enjoy it. And then that side cashes that you would have been on. And you're like, ah, stupid, stupid, stupid. No, don't <laughs> yeah. do that don't do that don't ever backtrack it's okay don't ever backtrack it's all right no action lost is better than some action lost okay just there's there's my piece of advice that's what's great day. about ufc like you can do this in the nba and nhl but specifically with the ufc if you're right about something and you didn't put money on it use that for the next time they fight you know sure enough especially method of victory yeah i know and you can if you can really start getting some method of victory like really start getting the eyes on that i mean Shit, they start at what plus one seventy five, plus two hundred. I mean, if you can, if you can find some of those, and and you got two fighters that are like pretty classically, oh, they go to the decisions a lot, but you see like this one fighter, oh, they rip out a submission just every mm. once in a while when they're going up against a striker. <gasps> they're fighting a striker. Oh my gosh, to win by submission is plus two hundred. You hammer that in, and they they get a sub, a, a Kimura in the first round, and everybody's like, yeah. how did that happen? It was supposed to go to the cards. So I, just little things like that I look into that I, that I really like for sure. But, well, there you go. UFC, one final uh, little bit of UFC. Then uh, we'll go on and get you up on out of here, man. Uh, give you some time to reset, relax. I appreciate you uh, taking your off time course, on Monday here to uh, stop by and give your insights. So next fight after, um, and this is just purely off of you. I'm going to give you the top 10, and this is just kind of like where your head's at, what you're thinking, because I really, truly believe the heavyweight division, outside of the lightweight, but we'll wait for Connor to come back to talk about that, see what the hell's going on. Um, the heavyweight division just has so many question marks, and it's so intriguing right now. So my biggest question for you right now, heavyweight division, uh, top 10, Nganu, Gan, Miocic, Tuivasa, Blades, Lewis, Aspinall, Volkov, Rosenstroik, 
Dalkus, and Ty Burra. That is the top 10 right now in the UFC's heavyweight division. Do you believe that the next best fight to make would be somewhere with the Tuavasa name, somewhere with the Aspinall name, or do you think it's going to be back to... Because I think they, they announced uh, Miocic and uh, Alexander Rakic. They announced that for uh, upcoming in May, I believe it is. Either way, they did announce that, so that's the fight. Outside of that, what fight are you making? Are you targeting, like, Tuavasa Aspinall? A little something like that? Or, or what do you think of the That's what I was going to say. I think Tuivasa Aspinall has got to be the one because mm. especially from what we saw from Aspinall, his last fight, that happened actually when, when we were in Vegas that weekend. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I had to watch the highlights. I don't even think I actually watched that one live. We were, we were getting busy having some drinks. But uh, yeah, I think that's the fight to make. And I think that, I, I think it's going to be, again, I mean, it's it sounds repetitive, but it's going to be two guys throwing hands. You know, every time Tuivasa fights though, I worry that he's putting himself in danger, but that's pretty much what every heavyweight does. Mm. The The fact of the matter is when the more he climbs his way up the ladder, you got to wonder, I mean, when's this guy going to get caught, you know, but right. so far he hasn't so far. He's been able to battle. This division is one of the most exciting ones. You know, I, I really like Stipe. I'm curious what his next fight's going to be. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm curious how it's going to go. I mean, um, but I, the thing is with with Francis, I mean, what do you think is next for him? What do you think goes on with that guy? Because nobody yeah. can beat him, it seems like. Right. That's the thing, too. I, my biggest question mark heavyweight right now is what the hell do you do with Curtis Blades after he just absolutely filleted Chris Dalkus? Do you give him the rematch with Lewis? Do you make Blades Lewis two, and then you give the winner of that one is number one contender and then takes on Nganu? Or do you let this Tuivasa and the Aspinall play out? Because I firmly believe Aspinall is the best heavyweight in the UFC right now. Like, he is pound for pound the best heavyweight on the world. I just don't think anybody knows about it yet. Like, Tom Aspinall is a bad dude, and I... You think he can beat Francis? I think he could. I really yeah. think he could. I, I think he could. It, it would come down to a lot of precision, but I don't know when we're going to see Francis again, you know, especially after mm -hmm. that, uh, the surgery, all that stuff. He's going to be out for some time. So I think you make the Blades Lewis too. I think you let them scrap. You take the winner of that fight, and you let them fight Tuivasa and Aspinall, and then you have a number one contender fight between the winner of those two fights, and I think yeah. that would be a sick, sick opponent for Nganu right now. Well, I think the winner of Aspinall and, and uh, Tuivasa is going to tell us a lot yeah, oh, about, yeah. about both those fighters, oh, obviously. Yeah. And then Curtis Blades, what he does over his next one or two will tell us a lot about like his future. I mean, he's coming off, I mean, come on. you know. Yeah. So yeah. I think that... You know, I don't think it's really a bad thing, though, that Francis is going to, I mean, hope he's okay and all that stuff, but I don't think it's a bad thing he's going to need some mm -hmm. time because we got to figure all kinds of stuff out <laughs> before yeah. he even gets back in the cards a little bit. Right. But what what about Cyril gone? Like what? That was going to be my last point. What's so, the future hold for him? Because he's proven so much over the past several years, but we really don't know kind of. Here I was mean, the I, issue. I think it's the same thing we, we just said about Francis. I mean, we have to see everything else fold or, or come out first mm -hmm. and then bring him involved because he deserves to fight one of these guys too. Because realistically, if you're an, if you're a matchmaker, don't you want to see what some of these guys like Ty Tuivasa can do against Cyril too? hundred percent. But the problem is, is that they put him on the pedestal way too fast. And now he's not going to want to go down and fight those guys. 
because their whole idea was because the UFC doesn't like Francis. Like, let's not hold any bones about it. We know the, <laughs> the history. We know everything that they've done to him uh, in the past. And it was like pulling damn hair to try or teeth, whatever you want to say, arms off his body, trying to get this new contract. And basically, they put Cyril in that position to expand into the French market and yes. gave him that fight, basically stripped Derek Lewis and gave him that fight in order to, or, 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 or essentially stripped, didn't strip Derek, essentially stripped Nganu of like the official title and gave him a, 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 a an interim title, gave Gan an interim title, and basically... Gan was supposed to win that fight. Gan was supposed to run through Ngano, change into the guards, bang, UFC France. Mm -hmm. Now we hit this whole other market. Here we are. The Predator said, ah, 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 not so yeah. fast, my friend, not so fast. And then what the hell do we do he's now? he's off into the sunset now. Exactly. So now, so now he sits back drinking Mai Tais on some beach, letting that ACL heal. And now we got to let all this shake out in the heavyweight division. So I thought you could give some good context, good thought on that, my man. I'm glad we had that that uh, that talk because, dude, it is wild in the heavyweight division right now. A lot of people want to prove them prove themselves, and it's going to be an interest next couple months here. So, I'm in love with the UFC because I just think there's just so much there's so much variety is the word I'll yeah. use. You know what I mean? And that you don't get that with any other sport. You, that's just what I love about it the most. Yeah, I totally agree with you, man. And, and whether that's, uh, uh, I mean, even from this perspective, a bantamweight fight or a heavyweight fight or, or a women's strawweight fight, all three of those fights are going to play out entirely different. And, yes. and it may be even entirely different based on the styles of the fighters. So, yeah, man, I've, you know, I, I was a fighter in my past life. I, I have had some amateur fights. I used to train. And, and I mean, I, I've watched UFC for crying out loud when, when you used to be able to get one pay-per-view every eight months and then you were just watering up for the next one to come around. I mean, and now you'd watch every doggone weekend. We got a fight night. I mean, how far UFC has come, I absolutely love it. I'm, I'm the biggest fan as you are, man. So maybe we might have to do a, a little collab. If, if, if I'm rocking 5% plays murdering them, if you're rocking 5% plays murdering them. Definitely. We do a C A a C A bomb ten percent burner something like that like oh I'm, I, I don't I'm just putting putting things out here in the world just manifesting I don't know all right my man forty five minutes we always say hey we're gonna do thirty minutes and then all of a sudden we start to talking and we get down like that's why we talk about we're boys I appreciate the hell For out sure. of you man it's like we've known each other forever but um. I, I uh, even though you're younger than me, man, I really look up to you in the space and, and some of the highbrow thought that you're able to give and, and some of the perspective that you're able to give and, and how you carry yourself as a young man. So I definitely want to give give you your dues in that, man. And and I don't know, kind of give you the floor just real quick, close everything out. Uh, you can definitely tell us um, where we can follow you, where we can check all your content, but maybe also just just your thoughts, anybody chasing a dream, chasing a passion, or somebody getting into sports gambling, or, or just something maybe you heard over the weekend. It's like, you know what, maybe that's some good advice I need to tell some people. The floor is all yours, good sir. Oh, first of all, I just appreciate the nice words from you. You know, I, I, I love what you're doing. You know, I think you're doing it the right way. You're very professional, but also we have a lot of fun, which is really the perfect mix you want to have. And uh, I don't know, I, I guess uh, my favorite quote these days, which is not some fancy one, it's just, no one's going to believe in you like you believe in yourself. And it's what I always tell myself. It's what I tell other people to think. And like, I think that in this society we live in, I'm 24 years old. Uh, when I told people I was getting into this business, all my friends had engineering degrees, science degrees, whatever, looking at me like I had 10 heads, you know, uh, now talking sports with you. Here we are. You know what I mean? We're having a blast. And like, 
I, I just feel like there's there's so many people, especially in, in this generation, that just care what people think too much. Mm. And uh, I just I think the best thing for people to do is just kind of do their thing because you know the the more you do your own thing and you kind of work in silence, you'll appreciate yourself more too. Um, but that's that's really all I'm gonna say. I mean, right now, as far as the sports betting goes, just I mean, look around. This is the best time in the world to be a sports better, to be a sports media member. Um, I, I think just doing it the right way, like you're doing for anybody out there that's in the space, you know, keep grinding. Don't send out any 50 unit locks with a million money bags next to your tweet, uh, and you'll be just fine. So uh, it, it's great to be here with you. And I just, I, I'm always down to do a podcast like this um, oh. because it's, it's, you're doing it the right way. And it's, it's very, very professional. I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart, brother. And, and you'd be shocked to know that um, it, you sound just like me almost a while. I laugh there, almost the identical, same exact things I said <laughs> on my show today. Um, just no way. Just, I mean, almost identical, exact same things. Everything you said right there, uh, just not worrying about what the crowd thinks, what everybody wants and, and what everybody's saying. But, but also this is this, uh, again, it is the best time to be in sports gambling and, and just get involved and, and have a good time, man. And, and really just connect with people like that's, that's what this space is all about. Like that's, that's what the, 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 what I'm trying to bring to this space is just that community like there's just so much of like me versus you and like oh i'm a better capper than andrew you should check me out over him like he's yeah. a piece of shit like i know <laughs> fuck that like he cashes tickets i cash tickets maybe we oppose but that doesn't mean i hate the guy like i think he's still a badass capper i think he destroys the game i think he knows a lot more than me and i think if people humbled themselves in certain perspectives like we could move this space so far forward so much faster and 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 just yeah just not having not having that fear to chase your dreams and your passions man it it uh it definitely is uh it is a scary leap but if you have the uh courage to i don't know look over the canyon's edge spread the wings see if you can fly 99 percent of the time those uh those old wings will grow some feathers on them you figure it out it might be about three inches from the ground when you're about to splat but eventually it'll work out my man so Hey, I appreciate that. Great, uh, great thought. Great way to close it for sure. Uh, one final little bit. Uh, you obviously can follow him there at McGinnis Picks, M-K-I-N-N-I-S Picks on Twitter. My friend, uh, where else can we uh, follow you, get all your content, everything in between? Yeah, of course, uh, Puck Time. It's, it's, you know, it's my baby. Uh, Carmine and I, we do that show together every Monday and Friday. Uh, it's growing big time, but we've got the playoffs coming up. We've got uh, series previews, of course, divisional previews for futures for the next year after the playoffs are done and and all that good stuff. And then, of course, baseball. Uh, I do a lot of props with baseball. As you can tell, I do love the prop market. I try not to, to get too heavily involved, you know, and too high volume. But I love the K props, love the, mm. uh, the you know, total basis props, all that good stuff. So uh, check me out there. Of course, wager talk and uh, – uh, our our our, our uh, Mayflower Sports YouTube channel. We got all all kinds of stuff coming. We have a new uh, sit down series we're launching in the summer, which I can't wait. We uh, we finally landed a really good place to film and record. Um, we don't have a studio or anything, so we had to find some place to record. And uh, the, the future is hopefully pretty bright. So when I get you out to the East Coast sometime, we'll definitely have to do one, or or we'll get you uh, on a Streamyard podcast. Absolutely, man. It'd be my honor. I'd love to uh, hop on with the Mayflower boys. You know, I've been keeping tabs with you ever since we had you on the first time for sure. And shout out, uh, Jake, shout out all your boys over there that we met in Vegas too. Uh, appreciate you guys. Uh, it was great to meet you guys as well. So there you go. There you have it. The legendary Andrew Money Making McKinnis. How about that action? He's live in time. Hey, I'm telling you, baby. Hey, I gave, uh, 
I gave Hakeem money making machine the dream profit. So that's it. So you're just you're just money making McKinnis. That's all you got. <laughs> Definitely get your trademark on that before I give somebody else another nickname. But <laughs> I'm but sure man, he was laughing at that too. Sure he he was... loved it. He loved it. So shout out to Keem too if you're tuning into this one, my man. Uh, shout out to all the Wager Talk family as well. We appreciate you uh, letting us steal you guys from time to time over here at TTL. So, um, Mr. McGinnis, thank you from the bottom of my heart for uh, choosing to stop by, uh, hang out again, kick back, give some insights, give some knowledge. It is uh, definitely, definitely um, more than I can ask, uh, more than I can thank you for. Uh, you are the man. Appreciate the hell out of you. All of you on the other side of the camera, uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell. Make sure you follow my man over there so you can start cashing NHL and UFC tickets left, right, and center alongside with my place too. It's just a whole bunch of cash going every which way. So make sure you follow him too. Check out his show, Puck Time, on Wager Talk. My man was nice enough to hook me up Love with it. a sick, I mean, straight out of the Great White North, made in Canada. You can't see it, but it says it right on there. <laughs> it is straight from the Great White North. You want to talk about pristine quality? quality oh yeah it's this right here my friend so check that show out as well uh him and his co-host carmine bianco been helping me uh cash plenty of tickets as well but for now my friends from me your host the humbled honored hyped and always handicapping colton Captain colt sroka my guest of the day andrew money making mckinnis we can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by hang out with us and uh get some insights and analysis and dive into a few rabbit holes we hope you have a spectacular rest of your Wednesday, unless you have any other plans. And as per usual, my friends, let's cash some tickets.